Kedushin Daf Samach Gimel. We're starting from the bottom of Samach Beis and Beis. Just a few lines up from the bottom here. Uh, Amar Abai, four lines up. We're, we in the middle of the Machlokas Tanaim. If Adam Machdabah Shalabal Olam or not, can a person make a Kenyan on something which is currently ineligible uh, to have that Kenyan? We got into this because our Mishnah is discussing Kedushin. Could a person make a Kedushin, let's say, uh, for a woman who's currently non-Jewish, and he says to her, I'll become married to you after you convert. Could that work? Could that not work? It's so our Mishnah was passing that. However, at the end yesterday, we saw Rabbi Lazar and Yaakov's opinion, say you could make a king of Davish So the Gemara gets into now that other Tanam agree with him. Amar Abai, Rabbi Lazar and Yaakov, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Meir, Kulus all those Tanam hold that there could be a Kenyan on a Davish What we said in the price that we learned yesterday about Truma, you can't make Truma um, on something before it's reached a third of its uh, st- a, a size of full growth and becomes detached from the ground. And yeah, Rabbi Lazar and Yaakov held that a person can be mafish truma before it reaches a, th- a third of its size of its full growth and uh, when it does. So we see he holds, you could make a kin of olam. Rebbe, where do we see Rebbe holds? The Tanya says in the price, oh, there's a pasuk in the Torah, that you shouldn't deliver a slave to his master. What is that talking about? So Rebbe says, that it's not just saying, you know, obviously you would think it's talking about someone who just, uh, who freed a slave and then and then he's trying to make him work afterwards. Like, you know, treat him like a slave. I'm sorry, actually, I take it back. But Rebbe says that we're not, that's not what it's talking about. We're talking about not a free person, but a slave. So how do I understand that? Don't make a slave work. If he is a slave, he should work. So Rebbe explains, The apostle is talking about someone who bought a slave and he bought the slave on condition that he would free him. So he, he, so the idea then is, is that as soon as he buys him, then it's takachal, his freedom is there. And the Gemara like, explains what he said. We're talking about a case with this person buying the slave he wrote. In, in, in when I purchase you, then you are acquired from now. So that the, the point is that if, if, if a person cannot make a kingdom of Shalom, then that's a meaningless star because at the time that he was giving him that freedom, he didn't own him. So then he has no ability to free him at that point. However, according to Rabbi Adam, could be So when you write him this star of freedom, in advance, so to speak, from advance, and say, from when I purchase you, then you'll be owned to yourself. So that's a lashon that is effective. And uh, when he buys him, therefore, he should go free. Rabbi Meir, where do we see that he goes about other maxwell? The Tanya Homer, the Yisha person said to a woman, I remember that's Rachel Shizkar. Come marry to me after I convert to Judaism. After you convert to Judaism, after I become free from slavery. After you become free from slavery. After your husband dies. Is he saying this to a married woman? After your sister dies, a person is trying to be Kaddish, his sister-in-law. After your oven does Kalita, all these cases, she's not married because a woman who's loved with all of them. She is married because the Kedushin takes effect. So we clearly see he, um, he disagrees. Other Tanam here. She's not married. Uh, she is married. What is the reason why the Rabbanon said she's not? Because of the hatred which it would uh, it would make. So what is this talking about? This is talking about a case where, let's say, if he says, if my wife dies, then I'll marry the sister-in-law. Or the, the, if, if your husband dies, then I'll marry you. So this is going to cause hatred because they're like, you know, like pending. It's a pending condition depending on someone's death. Okay, that's certainly not not good for peace. So in those cases, they send exactions, but other ones they're not. So it says the Gemara, um, how come I'm not sure Nami Rabbi Danasi? Why don't we call him Rabbi Danasi? He was just listed as same Mikudasha. Says where Rabbi and Rabbi Danasi because they're the same person. Rabbi and Rabbi Danasi are the same. 
Says the Gemara, "Nashram Rabbi Akiva." We have another Tana. Rabbi Akiva, the Tanya says in the Mishnah, if a woman here says to her husband, "Konam," I'm making a konam. Konam is always the slang for carbon, like the lashon that a person uses when they're making a nether, when they're making something forbidden. So, if a woman says to her husband, "Konam shani also lefiha," my handiwork to you should become konam. So, by the technically by the true by the by the contract of exuba. A husband supports his wife and he has her rights to her handiwork. So the, the wife here is trying to really answer something that she cannot. She's trying to answer her handiwork upon her husband. Husband has rights to her handiwork. So what's the law? Is there any need for, is the nether binding in, in any way? And the big nafkamina is that when a wife takes a nether, the husband has the ability to be made for it, to revoke the vow if he wants. So here, the halacha is the Tanakhama says, ain't Lafer. The husband has no need to revoke the vow. It's totally ineffective because since he has. He has the rights to it, so therefore, um, it's it's not something that's within her within her power to uh, to to answer anyways. Rabbi Akiva Omar Yafer, no, it's smart, it's good advice. He should revoke it. Why? Because she might make so much. Well, yes, it's true. The husband has rights to her handiwork, but not necessarily to the adalfa. So if she makes so much that's beyond what's necessary, so then she could keep it. So that the excess. So if, if he's not made for it, then the excess would become forbidden. But if he's made for it, then then it would be mother. So if it's smart to, to be made for it, just in case. And now the point that we want to bring out over here is that even if it's true that Rabbi Akiva is only concerned about the excess, but this is Dafash Lobal Olam. She hasn't yet made these things yet. It's just whatever surplus that she eventually produces would become Asr. And we're saying that that, that we have to be concerned for that. Wouldn't that be a Dafash Lobal Olam? So it must be that Rabbi Akiva holds other marks of Dafash Lobal Olam. So the Gemara explains, no, it's Mara Lobal. When we, it was said about that Mishnah, Amar Afunabar Yeshua, but Omer Sikachu Yadai Lozam. The case is that the woman said, my hands should become, de- um, should become holy for the Creator. The hands are here. Meaning she's not offering the handiwork. She's offering her hands themselves for what they will make in the future. So since it's chal on the hands, so that's a davar shalom So it's a very very subtle thing. If you're offering the future handiwork, so that's low olam, that can't work. But if she's not offering the handiwork, but rather she's offering the hands themselves for what they will produce, so that's bala olam, and therefore it could have been chal. And that's why Rabbi Akiva is suggesting that the husband be made for Says the mission, if a person said to a woman, you're married to me on condition that I go speak on your behalf to the ruler of the land, meaning he had a connection or something, you know, politically. So he's saying, I'll, I'm married, I'll marry you on condition that I will speak on your behalf to the ruler. Or I'm marrying you if on condition that I will work for you like a laborer, meaning I'll, I'll work for you for a day. So what's that? And if he followed through, he spoke on her behalf to the ruler of Asimakapoa, or he worked for her. Because she's married. But if he doesn't follow through and do these things, then she is not married. So Amar Ishlakish, what's the case? The case in the Mishnah, it's always important. There's the Kesav Kedushin and there's the Tanai. So Ishlakish is saying in the case of the Mishnah, he also gave her a Pruta. He gave her a Pruta. And in addition to giving her a Pruta and saying, you're married to me, he also said, on condition that I speak to the Shilton or that I work for you. However, if he tried to be Mikadish with that itself, he said, the Kesav of the Kedushin is me speaking to the Shilton or me working for you, that wouldn't work. That's the point that Rish Lakish is saying. So why not? The Gemara, again, will explain this, that it's based upon, we had this already a few times in the Masechta, the idea that 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 when someone does a job, so even though they only paid if they complete the job, but they're being paid for retroactively for each little bit of effort that they did along the way. So therefore, the condition that's being done with a job like this is really it's like being makadish with a milva. It's like really being makadish with a debt. Because once you finish a job, it's really a debt which is owed from the past. So you cannot be makadish just with canceling a debt. So that's why Rish Lakish is saying that 
there should be a different Kesef condition. He's giving her a different Shavah Pruta. And he's just saying that it's a condition in, as well that he should, he should um, speak to the Shilton or be like a, a worker. So the Gemara, the Gemara goes to Beschar Lo. Are we saying that if he just tries to be Makadish with Beschar itself for the job, then Ava Tanya says in a price Beschar should give the A person said to a, to, to a woman, "You come and give to me. I'm returned for. I'll drive you on a donkey to where you need to go. Or should the Chalacham Bekarim Mitzvina? I'll have you sit on a wagon or a ship. Ain't a Makadish. She's not married. Beschar." And, and just to understand what exactly the issue is here, he first did the service and then he's asking her to become a Kodesh to him instead of getting payment. So she was already obligated to pay him. So therefore that's Mekadosh Bemilva. In other words, here he already did it. So if he already did it, so she already owes him the money. So if she already owes him the money. So then if he's turning around now and saying, I understand you already owe me the money, but what I want to do is say, instead of you paying me, I would like to just be married to you. That's textbook Makadish Bamilva. Makadish Bamilva is not Makudashis. However, if he says, Yeshiva Kakarno Bisfina Makudashis, and, and uh, you become married to me, and I will now go do a job for you, I'll give you a ride on the wagon or the ship, then she is married. What's the shot? Because he's doing this new act of labor for, for the Kedushin. So what do we see? We see that you could do a job for the Kes of Kedushin. The cases that he gave her a Pruta as well, besides the service of Eschar Kamar. We see it's not like that. He specifically said, I'm a you in return for this service, that the service itself is the act of Kedushin, is the Maisa Kedushin, is the money. So if I Tanya and other brides, so Shevi Mitzvah man said, sit me with me. I need some companionship. I'm, I'm lonely. Sit with me and I'll become married to you. That's what I'm sorry. The woman is saying to the man, sit with me and I'll become married to me. Or she says, why don't you dance, right? Entertain me. Do entertain me for a little bit. I dance in front of me. Make something for me like that uh, big building. So in all these cases, Shaman, we assess how much his service was. I mean, if it was worth a pruta, it has value, right? He's a good entertainer or something like that. She's not. So we see that here again, with an act of service, it could be Makadish. Why? Because it has a value. So, so it could be Makadish. It's not Makadish, but Milva. So it can't be that he gave her a different pruta because the price specifically said that we had to assess the value of the service. So the tiyavta to Rish Lakish isn't it this a rejection of Rish Lakish that you can't be makadish with an act of service? So the Gemara says Amal Chavish Lakish Haytana Bara Savar In Shchir Salubsov. No, this Tana the price holds that wages only are earned at the end. So in other words, you're paid for the task only in the end mo- in the last moment. So therefore, you makadish with service, you be makadish with. The value of the service, that's a valid cast of Kedushin. But our time, that once you complete the job, you're paid for all of the effort along the way. So therefore, what's happening is that you're being paid for all the effort along the way. That means that um, you're really being Kaddish with a debt. So that's the Gemara. My dochel the Rabbi Reish Lakish the Lokman the Masisim Mishnah Moskil Vatsof we have law. So if it's a Machlokas Tanaim, so why did Reish Lakish know that our Mishnah holds Yeshem Moskil Moskil Vatsof and as he gave a pruta, maybe it should be not that way. Maybe our Mishnah holds in Tzchiros Alabasov just like the Brisa, and then you don't have to learn the Mishnah was that he gave a pruta. How did Reish Lakish know how to interpret our Mishnah? There was something difficult for him in the wording of the Mishnah. Why did the Mishnah say, on condition, let it say in return for what he's doing, just like the Bryce The case of Amanaz is that he also separately gave her something else for Kedushin. In addition, he's doing the service. It must be, therefore, which Lakish saw. The service itself is not the act of Kedushin. It must be Artan old. Therefore, with the service itself, it wouldn't work. And that's how he knew that he gave the Pruta in addition.
Says the Mishnah, different case here. A man says to a woman, I'm a Nashi, you're to Abba, married to me, come married to me on condition that my father will like this. Ratzav, the father consents to it in Mekudashas, then she's married from love, and in Mekudashas she's not. What happens? Muzan, the Mishnah, Mesav, the father died. He didn't say anything about the condition, he died. I reason Mekudashas, she's married. So I'll understand how that's true, right? The beginning of the Mishnah was on condition the father wanted it, so we'll see. Mesa Ben, if the son died, so now it's an issue of if she would be married, so then she's going to fall to evil. So here, the, so we don't want the woman to fall to evil, and that's always like where we want to get her out of it. So instruct the father to say that he doesn't consent, so therefore the condition won't be nullified, and then she won't have to fall to evil. So the Gemara analyzes this Mishnah. What exactly is the condition on, it doesn't mean on condition the father will consent. And it means that it's not, it's not unless the father says yes. So in other words, silence is nothing. It's not chal. It's not chal unless the father said yes. Well, Imam Tiyasa, look at the middle part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Mesav, if the father dies without protesting, I resume Kudashi, she's married. For the he didn't say yes. So it can't be that we require yes to trigger the Kedushin because we see that where he died, the Kedushin is chal. Ella, what are you going to tell me? Says the Gemara. Ella, top of the base. Almanash, Yishtokaba. That it means on condition my father is silent. Because when he hears about it, he has to remain silent. So then we can say that when the father when the father dies, she's married, meaning the father died before hearing before he heard about it, it's valid because he, he was silent when he heard about it. And the silence, therefore, is uh, guaranteed. The problem with that is, and let's say for the end of the mission, it said, Mesavin, when the son died, we instruct the father now to say he doesn't consent so that the condition will be void. Amai, why is why why is why is this gonna why, why would it be work if the if it's true that the silence already made it Hashazik he was already silent right now we're assuming that 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 the Gemara's just assuming that the father already heard about it before the son's death but Akhlapanim and if he was silent so saying now he doesn't want it shouldn't be able to do anything so that now we have no way of making the mission make sense either the either we want to say the case is that the father has to say yes but then we can't understand why it's Kyle if he died or the case is that that he hears about it is silent but then we can't understand why. If he protests after the son's death, he gets his daughter out of Yibam. So the Gemara explains, Ella Amar La Manas Shalom Yim Chava. It has to be that the way to understand the last part of the Mishnah is that he said, "Become a good to me on condition that my father does not protest." That's that one must be. Again, we're only focusing on the second half of the Mishnah, and we're saying that the case is Amanash that the father doesn't protest. So therefore, after the son died, if the father will not protest. Then it will avoid the kedushin, and um, she won't be subject to yibum. But the problem is that that's all good only only in the seifa. It doesn't necessarily help us for the ratios. The Gemara says ratio b'chataima. The first part of the mission is talking about one case. And then the middle and the last part is talking about a different case. In other words, according to what we're saying, we're switching. The beginning of the mission if the father consents, she's married. That means if he remains silent when he hears of it. That's how we know. And if a father doesn't consent, she's not married. It's the same thing if the father would protest. It. The father dies, therefore she's married. But in the next case where the father dies, she's married, now we have to be switching. It's not on condition that the father consents, but rather he said on condition my father does not protest. So now we're saying... In that case, if the father died, she is she's she is married because the father can't protest. And if the son died, then we instruct the father to say that that he doesn't that, that he doesn't consent to make the condition void. So we don't, Mar doesn't like that the the very like case itself is switching from one line of the mission to the next. So Amar Biana in that's what we have to say. Amar Shlakish Shvami Nadra Bani. You know what we see from here? 
that in the methodology of learning, better to give a really forced interpretation of the Mishnah and say he's talking about two different cases, but let it go according to one Tana, as opposed to saying that there's a and says keeping the same case. In other words, the point is, we could have been saying that we're dealing with one single case on condition that the father consents, and maybe there are two different Tanaam here, and consent means something different. To one Tana than the other, maybe to one Tana it means silence, to one Tana it means protest, but we don't want to do that. We want to keep that it's the same Tana and we'd rather switch what the case is. Says the Gemara now an alternative shot. Really, we're dealing with only one case. What does it mean on condition that the father consents? It means on condition he doesn't protest from now and until 30 days. So throughout the whole mission, that's the case. When we say it means on condition my father consents from now until 30 days. He won't protest from now until 30 days. So now let's go through all the cases. There are four parts of the Mishnah here. So if the father consents, that means 30 days in the past and the father doesn't protest. If he doesn't consent, she's not betrothed. That means if he was protested within 30 days. If the father dies, she's married. It's very good because once, once, once the father dies, he's certainly not going to protest. But if the son dies, the son dies, we instruct the father to say he doesn't consent, meaning within the 30 days, so that then she won't have to do Yibam. So therefore, we worked it out. Amanashi here to Abba means Amanash that he doesn't protest within 30 days. Okay, now the mission moves on really to a new point here. As that, and just to understand is that the father gives a daughter, gives, gives a, the Torah gives a father a right to marry off his daughter. And um, moreover, the idea is that the father has a specific namonis. We're going to see the Torah gives him a speaking asati lishazet. It's a specific credibility in namonis to say that he married off his daughter. So what happens if Kidashi is The father said, I married my daughter. But he says, I don't know who I married her to. So that's a big problem. But, but here, so in order to solve this problem, what happened when a person steps forward and he says, I was the person. So the question is, could we believe him? So we could. We could believe him because he said that he was the one. And now, Seemingly, we'll see in the Gemara to the extent of the belief, but seemingly we know he was the one that the father was Makadash. But what happens if one person said, I was Makadash, and another person said, I was Makadash, or Shneem, and get both of them have to give a get, and then she can marry other people from Ratsu if they want. One gives a get, and one can marry her. So this idea that a person is Nemon to say, I was the person. Nemon just means that he's Nemon to give a get, but he's not Nemon to actually marry her. Meaning, if he wants to give a get, then we assume that he was the Makadish, and after the get is given, now she could remarry. So in that regard, it's very much Neman, because if we don't believe it, then we would say, hey, maybe you still didn't get a get, you can't remarry. So Neman means Neman that after he gives a get, she could remarry. However, Amen left us, he can't marry her. If he's going to identify himself for the purpose of marrying her and say, oh, I'm your husband, we can't. Why? Says the, because we assume that maybe he's saying it just because he's motivated to marry her. Maybe he's really lying, and he's just lying because he's interested in marrying her. Why would he lie? He's not gaining anything. Fascinating idea. People don't sin when they don't gain anything by it. So since he's not gaining anything by it, he's not going to lie if he's going to divorce. Because maybe Yitzhar got the best of him and he's lying and saying he was the Makadish when he's not just because he wants to marry this girl. He is Neman as well to marry her. We don't fear that he's lying just in order to, uh, to get ahead and marry the girl that he didn't really marry. And what's the reason? Rashi explains because he's nervous that the father will call him out as a liar. He's nervous that the father, yeah, he says, I don't remember who. But he might say, I know it wasn't you. So the fact that this guy stepped forward, so he's vulnerable, and he says, oh, it was me. So we know he's telling the truth. Says the Gemara, 
Mother of Asma Maris Let's say a woman herself said, I was Makash myself to someone, I don't remember to and the person says it was me. She in that case, the, the person who says that he that it was me, he is not believed. What's the reason? Because since it's the woman herself who accepted Kedushin, we don't have that same thing because that, that, it, that the person will be scared to lie because he would get caught. Because maybe the woman will actually like him. And even if you know she knows that it wasn't the guy, she won't have a problem with it. She'll, she'll help him cover it up. So the father, presumably, if it wasn't the right person, the father's going to jump all over it. And say, you liar, you weren't the person. I might not remember who it is, but it certainly wasn't you. But um, in regards to the woman, certainly it's not enough of an amonis because we're concerned that she might just uh, cover up for it. Says the Gemara. So to now we learned in the Mishnah brought to if they want Achonis Gavach Achonis, one gives a get and one can marry her. According to Rav, why can he marry her? Why you should only be Nemon to the extent to give a get. So you have to Rav rejects Rav. I'm Lachar Rav. No, Shani Gazim is different when two people are claiming to be the person who married her. Kimi Digach Radal because since there's another man who's with him and who's also claiming to marry her, er to him, it says clearly there he's going to be afraid that the father will recognize the other man. Meaning, if it's between two people, he'll be like, oh yeah, it was the other person. So the fact that he still stepped forward, so that really shows that he, you know, he, there's what to believe here and therefore he couldn't marry. So Rav only said we're scared he's lying when there's only one person. But when there's two people who step forward, then clearly uh, the, the, there's a lot more to believe, there's a lot more to be afraid of. Says the Gemara, we have a price that says like Ravasi, he could actually speak to the father said, I married off my daughter, because she had to remember two of Alchavalmer. It's a person who came and said, Kidashtia, I was the one. Afnem and Lechnos, he's believed even to marry her. So there, that's like Ravasi. Consolidate, married of Alchavalmer, and then another person said, Ani Kidashtia, actually it was me. Local letter loves her love. The second person doesn't have the power to answer her. Notice, once the court was mad to her, so that's it. We assume it's good. Even if someone subsequently steps up and says, No, it was really me, we dismiss that. Says the bride, so we conclude, if the woman said, I got married, I don't know to who. A person says, I was the one. He's not Neman to be married. Again, we're concerned that the woman will be more likely to just cover up for him. Um, maybe, maybe really he's lying and he just his Yitzhar got the best of him and the woman is just covering up for him. Says the Gemara, we have a Shiloh. What this idea, this Neman is really a general question. The father is Neman to say that he gave it over his daughter in marriage. It's being a Satyalishazet. Didn't have modest that the Torah gives. It's not to aid him, but the Torah believed the father. So is it strong enough that if then afterwards she slept with a different person, that we would give her skila, we would stone her based upon his testimony? The general question that the Gemara is having, how strong is the Namonis of the father to say, I married my daughter? We don't actually go and stone someone on the basis of the father's testimony. We would. The do only believe the father to create an iser, meaning we believe in that he married off the daughter and that she's also to marry other people. But to go for capital punishment to kill people, he's not believed to that extent. We do stone. The Torah believed him for all things, including the capital punishment as well. I agree that if the woman herself said I was married, there were no witnesses besides this, that we don't stone. Meaning there's a difference between the father and the husband. The Gemara is going to elaborate on this. Uh, just to foreshadow what the Gemara is going to say is that the, a, a girl didn't have manas to say that she was married. All she could, she could answer herself based upon her words because there's a principle called Shavah and Ashi Chatiha Disura that a person is neman to say that something is also to them. So if a person is neman to say that something is also to them, if the woman, this is Mamish like they come out in the case of a woman, she says, I got married. So she's answering herself to other people. Okay, she's answering herself to other people. You have to now observe what you say. But there's no real din neman. It's not that we actually believe that. Whereas when the father says, I married off my daughter, the Torah gives a real din of neman, real credibility to the father to trust what he said. So therefore, 
even according to the Manda Amar, that Sokhlim, based upon what the father is saying, I married off my daughter, he would agree that we wouldn't be Sokhlim based upon the girl herself saying that I got married. So now the Gemara has a hard time with this because Amar Vasi, the truth is, if someone doesn't understand that what I'm saying seems to break a roof, meaning it seems to be totally hard to understand what I'm saying. Why? Let's just understand. Ravasi said over a couple of things. If a father said he married off his daughter in marriage, but he doesn't know to who. So if the person presents himself, he can marry her. We learned that. Ravasi um, and, 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 and the woman is considered totally, totally married here. Ravasi also says that she will get the death penalty if she would sleep with somebody else. And we also mentioned before, if the woman herself said that she was Makabu Kadush, she doesn't know from who, then if a man says, I'm the person, you cannot marry her. But what else were we saying? That she's married to the extent that she's also going to marry other people, but she, there wouldn't be a death penalty. So someone would try to understand this. They could easily make a mistake. Rashi just explains this a little bit better. When a father says he gave his daughter over in marriage, we say that the person presents himself as, I'm the Makabu she can marry her. Someone who doesn't know much could say, you know what the pshat is? Because the father's word is a weak assumption that she's married. It's a weak assumption. It's really not such a strong name on us. That's why when someone else claims it's me, we believe him. When she says it, it's a stronger Nehmanis that she was married. And that's why we don't believe someone who says, oh, it was me. And if you'd say that would be the pshat, the whole thing wouldn't make sense. Because in a case where the man who claims to be the Makadish, he can marry the girl if he steps up. That's the case where the father said, Amrit Soklin, still you say we stone based upon the father's testimony. The case where the father, where if a man would step up and say it was me, we wouldn't let him marry her. Certainly we should stone based upon it. Meaning, if that's the reason you think, it's all based upon a mistaken premise. Rashi explains that someone was analyzed. The reason why you believe the Makadish in the case where the father said it was Makadisher, but not where this girl was said it, is because the father creates a weak assumption she was married. But when she says it, she creates a stronger assumption that she was married. So then you're going to not understand this. And then why, if the father's case, would you give her skill if she slept with someone else, but not if she said she was married? Ravasi continues, Velohi is totally wrong. The Torah really only gave Namanus to the father. The Torah didn't give Namanus to the woman herself. There's no special Namanus. So there's no way we're going to be give Skila based upon her, her word that she was married. We're only going to give Skila based upon the father's word. That's that that's the point. And, and in regard to why it is that when someone steps up and says, I mean, I was the one who was Makadashir, why do we believe? In the case of the father, not the case of the girls, because with the case of the girl, was scared that she's covering up for him. So in both cases, the father as well, we are not so called that Rabasi does not hold like Rabasi. If a person, a father says, my son is nine years old. Someone says, my daughter is three years old. Nemon, that's the minimum like uh, age to be fit for half bia. Nemon the carbon. He's nemon in regard to carbonus. But not in regard to giving lashes or other punishments. He's believed to the extent that the adult who then slept with the child has to bring a carbon for a bia that happened for his officer, but not to the extent that there would be any sort of uh, death penalty. And the idea is for carbonos, you could believe in Eidachot. So you could believe that, that it could be believed about the age of a child to establish a chi of carbon. But for, for, but for giving out punishments, it doesn't work like that. Like punishments have to only be when things are totally confirmed and it's not strong enough for the Nehmanos of a parent. If a bride's like a chisab, 
Ben Yigil Shonav Yomachon, my son is 13 years old in one day. Ben Yigil Yabasi 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 Yomachon, my daughter is 12 years old. Neman, on the Nidar Vacharam, he's Neman in regard to vows and Haramim, that if the child made a vow or a Cherem, it's considered effective. Again, not from Makos and not for Onshim. So again, we see here that the, the strength of an Ammonus that the, the father has is not strong enough, is not strong enough to give punishments. And that's the say that we're saying. It's Nemon sort it's a limited sense of Nemonus, but not fully in regard to uh, punishments like Makos and certainly like capital punishment.